Hi and welcome to Sweetman Podcast. This is Simon Sweetman and this is episode 32. Had a chat with Jan Hellregal. Uh, Jan is a musician. She's She started a solo career 25 years ago, I guess, um, and then had a pause uh, for, a, for a decade or so and then slowly but surely re-entered the music industry um, and she sort of works in the music industry now as uh, on the publishing side of things and has been putting out new music. Um, she's not a prolific touring artist, which we talk about, she doesn't do that often, but um, I caught up with her when she was in Wellington, in fact she did quite an interesting show and we start off by talking about that. She did a show, a small little showcase I guess you'd call it, in a pub. Um, she played half a dozen brand new songs, very much still in embryonic form. So she's working on a new album and she wanted to kind of take those songs out to, you know, take them out onto the street a little bit and let them walk around a bit. So it was a really cool show to see and it was neat to debrief with her afterwards about that, like find out a little bit about uh, what her aims are for the album and what her process is songwriting wise um, Jan started making music in Dunedin as a student playing in a band with her brother working with Walt and then went on to a band called Cassandra's Ears um, which they recorded a couple of vinyl EPs which you can now get digitally uh, so yeah so she's had this a really interesting journey I mean she we talk about it she did backing vocals for the Mutton Birds and for Straight Jacket Fits she opened on more than one occasion for Jeff Buckley so there are some really neat stories here and uh, I, I, I grew up a big fan of Jan's music and it was a real I met her a few years ago um, and have have met her a few times and interviewed her a few times and, and got to know her a bit outside of the context of just formally interviewing a person so this was nice to catch up with her and really nice to share a bit more of her story so I hope you enjoy this um, this is me talking to Jan Halregel and this of course is Sweetman Podcast brought to you by Phantom Bill Stickers with some support too from Lafare and from Easter Boys Well, I thought we might start with um, with uh, Thursday. And sh- and little, should we talk about that? Yeah. Should I come in closer? Yeah, no, no, that's, I, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like the new songs and yep. what you did and what you're going to do and how you're feeling about them. So, you played, you came to Wellington and played <laughs> a, a sneaky little. Um, Facebook friend. Yeah, you ca- I was going to say a showcase gig, but it was not because uh, it wasn't advertised. And um, But you came to Wellington and played half a dozen songs on the piano at a pub and <laughs> yeah. you just told your Facebook friends so you had a crowd and a few people turned up and we watched and enjoyed it but you were playing songs that aren't recorded and in some cases aren't quite finished. No, I just wanted to get a, a feel for them. Yeah. That's all. How long have you been living with them? Uh, Sportsman of the Year, that's, that's about two years. Yeah. But most of them are just, they're all, they're not ready, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, they're just percolating. Yeah. And, um, and that's the, the fun thing about songs. Once I go into the recording studio, then they're finished. Yeah. But it at was, the moment, I don't know, because I'm, I'm just, you know. It was fun to hear, you know, it felt like hearing someone's demos performed, like, well, that's what it was. It was it they're like, sketches, they? Yeah, yeah. They're so. sketches, and I can still get a, a, a razor out yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and twist things around. Add and subtract, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, yeah. And I quite like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you wanted to do it in Wellington rather than Auckland, because if you did it in Auckland, everyone would turn up. 
and there'd be lots of pressure. Or, I, don't, I don't know. I just it? I love Wellington. Yeah. And I've always liked Wellington. And, I've, and you were I, here. It's artistic and it just feels like the place to go yeah. and do something like that. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Auckland, I mean, and there wasn't the sole purpose for the trip either, obviously. Well, I had a lot of reasons to be here, but you yeah. know what I thought? I've got to stop mucking around. I've actually got to play. Oh, right, like book it. Yeah. I've got to actually yeah. just... No, I never do. Uh, if you yeah. haven't noticed. Yeah. Like the last time I played here was 2009. Yeah, or no, 2010. 10, 10. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I haven't played in Christchurch for over 25 years. And do you aim to go down there, do you think? Or? Well, if I do this sort of thing, yeah, I can. Yeah. You know, um, I just guess with family and work, it just get, I mean, it gets really hard. Yeah. Um, and I haven't, I don't like leaving my kids. Yeah. But they're getting to an age now where I probably can. So yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sort of ready to play a bit now. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I guess we should go back and, and, and now chart from the beginning to, mm-hmm. to here if we can. So um, you, well, you took a long time off as far as the public is aware in your career and then you fired back up again. No, I did actually take a long time off. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know how sometimes the public thinks you're um, taking time off, but you're not. Yeah. No, I really did take time yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I sort of had enough. Disillusionment. Um. Frustration. No, it was more. Just, I just wanted to have a life. You yeah. know, I can't explain it, but I was thirty, yeah. and I had absolutely nothing to show yeah. for my years of working as a musician, and I just um, thought. Uh, I would like to sort of see what else is out there. Um, and, you know, I wanted to have kids and I just wanted a, a, yeah. re- a normal sort of life. Yeah, yeah. Whatever normal is. Okay. Not that there is such a thing as normal anymore, no. but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So let's go to, you grew up in Auckland. Yes. And West Auckland. We're, I've yeah, got that's to, right. I've actually got to make that very clear. Well, people know this about you, that you're, <laughs> the, the branding was that you were a Westie. Yeah, well, I think it was really quite a clever uh, marketing position for the record label to come from because very hard to get a new name out there. Yeah. And that was something that people could identify with. Yeah. Uh, and it sort of put me in a, you know, it put me in a, something that people could yeah. identify with. Yeah. Um, and, and, but when it, when that happened, it was sort of a little bit before the the West of Renaissance. Yes, yeah, that's right. So unfortunately, sort of mean, it, it, it sort of wasn't a good idea at the same time. <laughs> um, and I find that a lot lately. Sometimes I see, I see things that they're not quite ready to be seen by everybody yeah. else. Yeah, so yeah. by the time everyone else gets to it, I'm, you know, I haven't been able to ride the wave of that particular movement, you know. But your first musical steps in terms of any public awareness were taken in Dunedin. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, definitely Dunedin. Yeah. That's where it all started. University. You've got to understand, when I, lived, when I was at school, we did not think of music as a career or something you could do. Ever. Right. I, I wasn't even thinking you could do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was listening to Neil Young and The Doors and all that sort of thing, and then I loved disco. Like, I love disco yeah. and pop music. Yeah, okay, yeah. those are my loves. And I love choirs, and I love classical music, and I... You know, I, I studied music and I love it, yeah. but I never ever thought that I would do it or I'd write it myself. Right. Ever. Yeah. But then I went to Dunedin. So you were what? You were playing the piano as a kid? Yeah, I, I learned at a really young age. Yeah. And um, I loved it. I didn't learn the guitar till I was in uh, Dunedin. I got I, my student hostel, I bought Where a guitar. They would have been issuing them. 
<laughs> yeah. with, with at that time. Yeah, with the whole guitar. Yeah. And then I, I'm left-handed, yeah. but I didn't know you could get left-handed guitars. Yeah. So I've learned right-handed, <laughs> taught myself, you know. Um, so I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a traditional guitar player, I'm not a lick player, but yeah. I'm, a, I'm a quite a good rhythm yeah. guitarist, you yeah. know. I can do pretty good rhythms. Yeah. And things like Manic is a State of Mind, you know, I, yeah. can, I, can, I can design those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. But you're a self-taught guitarist versus a, um, as a pianist, you've got theory behind you. You've yep. got, yeah. And the, and the thing about the guitar, I've deliberately never ever learned the names of any chords. Yeah. I do it all by feel. Yeah. Because on the piano, I sort of know the names of the chords and I know where chords are supposed to go. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, which also makes it very limiting when you, in a way... Yeah, well, it does, and, and songs like Moons on Fire use just about yeah. every single fret on the guitar. Yeah, yeah. They, they musically are not sound. Yeah, yeah. But, but they sort of work. Yeah. And uh, I love showing really good guitar players yeah. what the hell I've done. <laughs> so, so um, and part of this whole Westie story, that well, what made the Westie story was the backstory is the growing up in a family of boys, um, old, older brothers... Yeah, oh no, I was in the middle. And yeah, then, uh, uh, brothers either. Okay, actually, so brothers a lot of my younger brothers are actually older than me now. Right. Yeah, but, um, yeah and, and my, dad, my dad was a panel beater, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. had midgets and racing, yeah. ca- racing cars. And, you, and we also near the beach, so we had a lot of surfy things going on. Yeah. You know, I've got this real fascination with the beach. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, Henderson was really close to Piha, so yeah. Henderson High School students used to, you know, wag yeah. on occasion. Yeah. And we'd, we'd hitch up to Mirawai, you know. So it was a really neat uh, mm. sort of place to go. And you worked in. in the panel shop or you went... I was never a panel beater. <laughs> you were not a panel beater. But I love the smell of Bob. But did the... <laughs> I do, I love to this day. I walk by the panel shop and I'll... Oh, I love the smell of Bob. That takes me back. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. But no, I just did accounts. But did the record company ever want you to say that you were actually... No. Tried your hand People just it? assumed that one. So yeah. I don't know where that came from. Really? It's just one of those Chinese whispers yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I did accounts. Answering the phones, doing the accounts. You do yeah, the yeah. accounts, but you know what? It's put me in really good stage for having my own businesses today. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's amazing the things that I've done yeah. so I could do music yeah. have actually made my life yeah. uh, and where I am now, like, perfect. I've learned all these amazing things yeah. uh, on the way. So... I want to talk about that because that's, I guess, a big part of what interests me about your um, your journey. But I want to um, to get there. I want to go through the bands and the first, I guess, the first prominent phase of a solo career. Right. Um, so should we order a cup of tea? We should have. <laughs> should we? Should we get one? Just it's just long journey. <laughs> <laughs> we can pause and get I'm, one. I'm surprised you don't even know about it, Simon. Um, yeah, carry, carry Okay, on. so uh, working with Walt, is it, is the... Well, um... Well, you go to university. Yeah, I went to university and I discovered bands. Yeah. And what I loved about Dunedin is it just felt like there were people making art. Well, you would have been there right at... Well, it was... The, it the kind of it was a, Yeah, it was... Pre-discovery, it was but... A little, no, it was a, a bit after okay. it, actually. It was okay. sort of... It was really well... Like, flying none of that work. Okay, they were all happening. established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. um, so I got to go to these shows, and I was watching these people play, and then I was watching all the posters were handmade, and mm. just felt really cool. Because when I was at Henderson High School, I wanted to be an artist and go and live in France and, yeah. you know, 
just yeah. drink absinthe and paint, paint yeah. you know. So I wanted, I love, I've always loved that artistic side. And mm. you've got to imagine, I was the only art student and I was the only music student at my school. Yeah, yeah. So I was a bit of a square peg. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when I went to Dunedin, it felt like coming home, mm. you know, there were always people creating and making things. Mm. And I went, I really like this. Uh, but I was very shy. Yeah. I was super, super shy. And so my brother uh, asked me to come and uh, play in his band for a while. Yeah. And um, that was great, because I would never have thought to put myself forward. I needed to be invited. Right. He knew that. Yeah. And my brother's always been very supportive. So music was that. going on with the siblings in the house before you hooked no, up with him in Dunedin? Or no, is that where you guys no. really bonded over it? Yeah, no, over it. it was really all started in Dunedin. Yeah. Um, but... But, yeah, I, I was the only one that uh, learned an instrument from an early age. Right. But we were all quite musical. Yeah, yeah. All of my brothers can play stuff if, yeah. they, want, if they want to. Well, they're panel they beaters, they're percussionists. No, they're... Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, they're, they, yeah, they're, they're all quite clever. They, they can all do lots of things, mm. yeah. Mm. 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 OK, so you... Well, so, so you're in a very background role in that band, but then you... Yeah, you write, play, you write at least one of the keyboard. songs, yeah, and you do backing vocals, and you yeah. find your voice uh, in terms yeah. of sending it out there to people, yeah. yeah. And it was and it was really good for me. Yeah. It was really, you know, I, I needed to be pulled into yeah. it, kicking yeah. and screaming. And um, the the band was David Wood and Mark Peterson, mm-hmm. and so you know my history was with those guys as well. Yeah. We all went to Dunedin yeah. in a yellow uh, Toyota Corolla van. Yeah. And I'll just always remember it. You know, it was good roll. It was really fun. <laughs> and you sort of, I guess, find a little bit of your voice songwriting-wise in that band too. You contribute. Um, you contribute to the, yeah, to the sound of it, not just I've as a I've got to say, it's probably one of my least favourite songs I've ever written. But it exists. It exists. And it, it happened. And it and and and, and um, what it, it, did it create? Some kind of. Was it ever your favourite song? Like when you wrote it, I assume it was. You know, like when it was the no. first, or not even then. No, I don't think so I ever liked it. So it created. I just, something. I just, I just wanted to see what it was like to write something. But it did something. You know, like it made you, you wanted to better it, maybe instantly. Uh, you know, I didn't even think about that either. Okay. I've written a couple of songs at school oh, yeah, for the okay. school choir yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. like really cheesy, bad, dinky little kid songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can just about remember them, but. I can't quite now because I had such a late night. But um, yeah. So I was, you know, I could, I was starting to pick things up. Mm. But uh, it wasn't until the women's festival where, mm. you know, they had, there's no woman playing anywhere. So um, I was asked to do that, and to do that, I had to write lots of songs for it. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, actually, this is quite fun. Yeah. Mm. And we all had to learn the instruments. <laughs> so when does and I feel like that, what you said there, that, that must be a first step in the equation of Cassandra's ears. Yeah, well, that was the, the, that's the, the formation. That was, they were called Cassandra's ears yeah. when we did that show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we got on stage and we, we used some of um, Lugo Purple's gear without yeah. asking. Yeah. It was my first four into this thing. <laughs> told off. Um, so that was quite interesting. And then uh, that was a we were, we were hooked. Yeah. And I think I wrote about um, eight songs for that in a few weeks. Mm. 
But I've always had things to write about. I'm, I, I'm never ever. And you're on the guitar by this point. Yeah, I taught myself the guitar because we just. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're out front. And I was out front, yeah. And, um, and this this band. I mean, you made a couple of records, a couple of EPs. Yeah. Um, and played shows and stuff, but um, maybe people don't really um, connect with the fact that, well, maybe they did at the time in your audiences, but like when I discovered them through your work, you know, your solo work first, um, was this quite important feminist um well, you have to, and the time was so different, mm. and it's really hard to explain how different it was, because mm. unless you were there... Because I was going to say, like, now it would just be... A, oh, now it's like, a, oh. it's, it's just a band of yeah. f- females playing music, which... Yeah, but we, um, we had some pretty interesting experiences. Yeah. Um, we got kicked off stage, um, and there was one in particular where we were advertised as a female woman, leather and lace type band, yeah, and yeah. we rocked up in Papakura. And there were there were hundreds of people, hundreds of guys there. Yeah. And we got up there singing our feminist songs. <laughs> and then halfway through, Men from the West. Yeah. We got turned down. I thought the equipment was broken. I yeah. broken. I yeah. thought we were winning them over. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that management sort of pulled us up. Said, "Quick, get your get your gear, get the hell out of here, take the money, go." Wow. And it was really scary. Yeah. And you know, we had some pretty abusive uh, audience. Members, Heckling, uh, yeah, demanding, and, and because of the feminist, yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, like you mean politically yeah. um, opposed to oh, what yeah. you're presenting? Yeah, absolutely, not just not just, and, not and just um, uh, you know objectified women on stage and oh yeah, and the, the, um, some of the women uh, who identified with lesbian culture mm-hmm. got a really hard time, mm-hmm. and it was I'd never seen anything like it. Mm. I didn't even know didn't even know that people could be so cruel and nasty and yeah. saw that and I was like wow but we were together like we were a team yeah and that gave us strength and I think my formative years because I was so shy having uh, a group of strong women with me yeah actually helped my career because we you know we, we it was a very nurturing environment and um uh so we were it was scary but we were mm. sort of quite strong at the same time we were quite like well you know don't you know, we're not scared of you guys you know we're not scared of yeah yeah we're just gonna do it you know yeah um and i think we um you know we were we we're in the new frontier and it was actually quite exciting and i think that's again given me strength to mm. keep going today because mm. i'm not really scared of stuff you know yeah, yeah. i just don't really worry if people i don't i, I don't care about those criticisms because you know, mm. you can't really criticise what what I've done uh, because it just is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not that sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes a lot to uh, hurt my feelings these days. <laughs> well, there needs to be more um, <laughs> more artists <laughs> like like you in that regard because I think people um, would like to say they're like that, but. The sensitivity comes in pretty quickly. Well, I, I mean, we, I had to cut my teeth on pretty hard, a hard environment right from the beginning. Yeah. So I actually had it hard. Yeah. I've already had it quite hard. So yeah. I don't, you know, so if I had it hard now, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's actually quite easy compared to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, we had, you know, I've, this is a really, I find this a really amusing and funny story, but when we wrote our letters to all the record companies, mm. for the first hundred years, 
we sent them off to Sony and, you know, and everybody wrote back letters saying, oh, no, thank you, we're not really interested in your demo tapes. And our demo tapes are really funny. Yeah. They're really probably quite bad. Bruce Russell was looking after flying none. Right, yeah, He said, yeah. he, he, I wish I had have kept the letter. Yeah, I yeah. I really wish I did. But he said, you guys are fucking awful and should give up now. <laughs> and we were all sitting around and we were in Radio 1, I think. Mm. I can't, I just remember I was with everyone and we all just burst out laughing. To be fair, given and his tastes, he would say that now too, I know, right? he which, is, which is cool. And so we ripped <laughs> Which is up. what's cool about him, I yeah. mean. Like, and we cool. laughed and we, you know, we, we, you know, so I've had all of those mm, uh, mm, mm. things thrown at me. Mm, mm. But I saw him many years later mm. and I told him, he couldn't even remember saying it. <laughs> You probably I, I can imagine you but he said, well, you see, did that give you, you know, yeah, yeah, did that yeah. make you want to kick against the pricks and keep going? I said, you know, as a matter of fact, it did, and yeah. it actually put me in good stead. Yeah, yeah. Because I, um, I think, I mean, if someone says that about your work, yeah. it's pretty as harsh as it probably gets. Well, I think, <laughs> you know, it's never been easier in a way for people to, uh, you know, um, create a platform and test the waters to see if there's some sort of audience for what they're doing. But an audience is not guaranteed, but, mm. you know, with social media platforms and, and, yeah. and Bandcamp and so forth, you can create and place it somewhere and you can market yourself um, to a degree. But people are missing out on those, uh, for both good and bad, but I think people are missing out on those important layers of... You know, if you put your music on Bandcamp and build a, build a community around Facebook, then it is your friends and your family telling you that you're great. Um, and when someone else comes in and says, you know what, when, when a Bruce Russell type mm. figure comes in and goes, you know what, that's not great, that's shit. <laughs> the argument is suddenly, well, I've got 300 people on my side who don't think it's shit. They haven't told me what's good about it, they've just told me it's good. Yeah. They've told me it's good because I've done it yeah. and they like me. Mm. Um, you know, like that. there's no strong argument yep. why it yep. should succeed, just we wish the best for you, which is wonderful. Everyone wishes the best for everyone they know. Yep. But that that layer has been removed somewhat. So what you're saying is... Yeah, well, I think it was actually is, quite good to be kicked yeah, off stage exactly. and told your music's crap. Exactly. Because, because it makes you go, OK, well, that's fine, you can think whatever you like, but I... Mm think it's okay mm. and I'm and I'm developing as an artist you know mm. I'm learning and I was very young and I was very young and I was just learning the craft so it was good for me to yeah. know oh, okay well not everyone's gonna like me and, and to try and understand what getting asked to leave a venue means you know like um <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's not you. us it's them kind I of think, thing I like. think about all my peers I bet you none of them have ever had that happen to them mm. like kicked mm. off stage mm. Because you were singing a certain type of music. Yeah. I don't know any of my male peers that mm. would have happened together. But if they have, let, please let them tell me. <laughs> I'm sure they will. And then there's the other version now, because I, 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 I always think of this story, and it came up in a book I was reading the other day, unrelated to the Vel- Velvet Underground, but the story of the Velvet Underground playing one of their first sort of semi-prominent gigs and uh, Lou Reed decides to play everything in this cafe that, you know, all the sort of songs about sadomasochism and um, heroin and junkiedom and which I guess largely is what people know about the Velvet Underground but even the even sort of less commercial songs than they ended up almost creating and uh, someone they play the Black Angels song of death and someone comes over and says play another song like that and you're gone 
So they take a, they take a break and they go back on the stage and he just fires straight back into the same song and just goes, "Fuck it, we're going to play." I you know, like I don't want to play here if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. he has that kind of balls and arrogance mm. and confidence to go, well, "Fuck it, we're just going to do it. I don't want to play here. Yeah. I don't want to play somewhere where someone's going to yeah. set a thing for me." But that's another version of learning that. Yeah, I got to say, it's taken me a long time to get to this point, though. Yeah, of you course. Know, I mean, I say you didn't walk off that night and go fantastic. N- no, I was. We, you know, you there were hurt. parts of me that were devastated of for many years. But what I mean is that it just like today. Yes. When you've those already been. Those are the been, steps that you've been through. Those are the things that make up who you are now. Yeah, yeah. and so um, yeah, I've had I've had some disappointments mm. and I've had some rejections, you mm. know, and uh, I've used those and turned them around a little bit to to look at them like for learning my craft and getting yeah. better at it. So Cassandra says, someone accepts the demo tapes, or at least at some point. No, we ended up paying for it ourselves. Right. But okay. you see, you know, in those days you, you get you, you get on the university uh, circuit, yeah. you get great pay, paid, great money yeah. to play. You could, um, you know, you do gigs and you get paid. Yeah. And student radio was playing music, and yeah. you know uh, we got royalty checks in. You had a um, following. You know. We had a following. Um, so we just used to save all of our money yeah. into our band yeah, bank yeah. account, and then put that money into recording. And it was very expensive to record. Yeah. So I, th- I I'm really proud of those recordings. Yeah. Um, I they are what they are. Some. As a songwriter, I'd like to go back and chop a few Tweet things them. here and there. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but but the essence of them, I think, was really brilliant and yeah. quite unique. And but they're, they're very early in your development as a songwriter still. They're very, you know, Yeah, they? but they're, they're, um, some of the stuff I'm singing about, I still absolutely yeah. agree today. Yeah. Yeah, still t- to this day. And I think, you know, if I think how old I was when I wrote them, mm. um, I was thinking about some pretty cool things mm. Mm. that... that yeah, that still translate for me well today. And Dunedin, obviously, knowing first and foremost around this time and forever after, really, for this whole flying nun mm. and related thing, but lots of other things going on. Bands like what you're doing, and yeah. um, I mean, they were on um, Flying Nun, but um, Netherworld Dancing Toys, complete different. Experience. Oh, was just, to, was even though they released a record on Flying yeah. None, they weren't your typical. No. Yeah. There was just some great, and you know, you had these cool practice rooms and these mm. big old buildings, and they all set up, and you could go in there and practice for hours. Yeah. Uh, and again, like, well, you could put your own posters up. You didn't have to pay someone, no. and you made them yourself. And it was just, a re- it was a really, it, it was how I feel. Um, yeah, I would love young musicians to be able to experience that, that you actually go and play and people turn up and they pay. Yeah. And they're happy to. Yeah. Well, not, maybe not happy to, but they, they don't try not grudging. and begrudgingly <laughs> yeah, yeah, pay. Yeah. You know, they, they, they put money That's towards That's part of the process and they understand it. In yeah. the show and everything. And so is there much university getting done at this time? Um, I've got to say this. I went to every lecture yeah. and every tutorial. Rock and roll. In my three years at university, yeah, I did not miss one. I did not have one sick day because <laughs> I loved it so much. Yeah, I loved university. I loved it. I was never an A scholar, but I loved it. What you just loved learning. You loved the process I loved, of yeah. I loved everything about it. Gathering information and mm. yeah, it's just wonderful. And it made you, in some sense, like a lifelong student. Do you think? I think we're all lifelong students. Mm. 
I think we should well, stop learning. Yeah, yeah, but some mm. some switch off pretty quickly, right? Some make the choice. Oh no, to... I'm just I'm just starting. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. I'm just learning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, learning everything. So you're only in Dunedin for a few years. As it, as it, I, I uh, finished years. my degree, which yeah. is an arts degree. Yep. Which I'm really glad I've got now because it really helps me um, be able to manoeuvre yep. fast when I need to. But um, uh, I stayed for another year to work at Radio 1 as their advertising manager and I yep. was really bad. Yeah. I don't think I sold anything. <laughs> Shane Carter was before, the year before me. Right. He was the advertising <laughs> manager before me. Yeah. I don't, you know... I don't know what to say. I don't know what I did. I just did it for a year. I, I could safely say I probably was one of the worst yeah. advertising managers ever. Because I didn't actually know what to do. I know what to do now. Mm, mm. I'd go in there and go, just go and smash it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when do you get ideas to write an album full of songs that comes out under your name? Or is that someone else's idea? Was that your was that your oh, intention? No. You know, was that very, you know, very quickly becoming your intention? Oh, I'm going to stop past some songs and I'm going to. Oh no, not at all. No, I wasn't even thinking of doing it. Yeah. I, the only reason I did it is because someone approached me and said, yeah. "Hey Jen, do you want to make an album?" I went, "Hmm, okay." Right. Jeremy Freeman. Yeah. Uh, was from Dunedin and he moved to Auckland and he was doing Forwarder Music, and he'd obviously seen some shows, mm. but by that stage. We, would le- we were leaving Dunedin anyway. It was all sort of winding up, mm. and it was, make- it was pretty apparent that you know yeah. we weren't going to make a living out of being in a band. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do, so it sounded like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, record company says, "Hey, you know, should, should we make a record?" Like, okay. This is in the days of. Um, you know, rel- uh, uh, New Zealand maybe not so much, not not mega money, but no, comfortable were, comfortable really packages are put together. Was a really and, good time. Yeah, I mean, because of um, our market, it wasn't you know it wasn't one of those ones that they give you also give you an advance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. House that That's what of, I mean. You're not set for life from any of this was, sort of stuff. It, but it did give me some funds to make. Things, yeah, and they were yeah, really yeah. expensive. Yeah. Um, and my first contract, if I recall rightly, um, didn't I didn't have to pay for the producer. Right. And it was a really odd contract. But um, but I don't actually know what ever happened mm. with all of that business stuff because I didn't understand it. Mm. And now it's sort of too late. Um, but I understand it now. Again, yeah, yeah. so many things <laughs> I understand now that I didn't know yeah. a clue about. Yeah. Um, but boy, did, you know, I'm so grateful to have been able to make those two albums. Mm. To this day, I'm so proud of them. So they came together quite quickly. Um, and, and should I say, they one followed the other quite quickly. Uh, yeah, well, it took a long time to get the first one done. Mm. It was a really mm. stressful and hard time for me. Mm-hmm. It just took a long time. But, um, and there's lots of reasons. Uh, it wasn't so much me, I was ready to go. But there was the old... Um, you know that older dash that um, I needed to work with other writers. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty staunch. I was always very staunch like that. I was like, no, I don't, and I don't want to write with some old Australian writer. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't. So you had confidence in your material, well, I and it was your... different. Yeah. And I didn't want to sound like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, no, this is, you know, I don't actually know what my style is, but it's not writing with some old geezer from yeah. Sydney. Yeah. I don't want to work with the yeah. old dudes. 
And then um, the other thing is everyone kept on trying to get me to change my voice and have lessons. Mm. I said, oh, I've had lessons. I used to do opera singing. This is my voice. Leave my voice alone. <laughs> and those are the reasons why it took yes. a bit longer. I've got a certain signature style in my voice, which is why no one ever gets me to sing ads. Well, you know it's me. Well, I, again, you, you know it's you, but you've got a couple of great signature backing vocal parts on a couple of great New Zealand songs that aren't yours. Yeah, but it sounds you, like me. It does, yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. It does, but like, those like, you, you want a generic singer, don't ever ask me. Yeah. In fact, I'm a crap backing vocalist because I'm well, used to being out in the front and I sound like me. The mountain birds, when you sung on nature, I mean, that was... Part by that was part of your trajectory as a recording artist, anyway, right? Like you were a name, and that came out around the same time that you'd made made a name for yourself. So, yeah, I think I think the tonal quality of my voice actually suits that part. Oh, for sure. Probably why I got asked mostly. Yeah. Um, I just mean it made sense. It was. But it was. It, it all happened around yeah, the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah. And I was floating around. And I guess um, uh, Don McGlashan had, had done a little bit of work on. It's my son, yes. and he just you know, we'd meet each other yeah, that yeah. way and yeah. um, connected. And he, yeah, he probably thought I would make a good job yeah. of those backing vocals. Yeah, well, she did. Fortunately, I did because <laughs> I have actually had times where I have done terrible jobs of backing vocals, especially live yeah. when I haven't practiced. Yeah, don't ever ask me. And straight jacket fits was that a Radio One advertise, <laughs> advertising people? No, that was we did that Not in the lab and. Auckland. Not a meeting of past Radio 1 advertising... Yeah, no. Meeting <laughs> of advertising people. People, you know. managers, um, mismanagers. No, I think I got that because I knew David mm. would. I think that's why. Because mm. he was in the band, wasn't he? He was yeah. always in the band, wasn't he? Yeah. But early on, yes, he was. Who <laughs> <laughs> my memory. Uh, and, and obviously I was friends with everybody. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, again, just part of the same. Yeah, and again, I think... You know, some voices lend themselves better to yeah. certain things. Yeah. Like that must have yeah. been all right. Yeah. So the first record comes out, and I can remember listening to your first record on tape, which someone at my school, I think, won in a radio station oh, giveaway away yeah. and they won a cassette tape yeah, cool. and they, I think perhaps they didn't want it and they gave it to me <laughs> or they or we just swapped Who because, was <laughs> because oh. I was sort of I, well I used to take a cassette tape to school yeah. every day a different one in my pencil case as a ruler I right. was a, that was my nerdy little thing like to un, underline things because oh, it fit in the once I started taking a tape so then I suddenly thought oh well I'll you know I'll change it each day oh my god <laughs> What a decade. No, no, it was always a music music. It's your signature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's your story. Tragic. Um, No, not at all. um, And so somewhere around there I have this memory of, I think, swapping the tape, maybe someone saying they didn't want it or just loaning it to me. And and anyway, so I heard that album on tape and that was the first I knew of you. And then, um, you know, I didn't know anything about Cassandra's ears or anything because I was too young, but um, found out about that afterwards. But that album... And um, Michael Ross, I think, wrote a, a good thing for my site, a guest um, blog thing that he does occasionally, where he tapped into some similar feelings about it that I had, that at that time, for maybe people of our age, it was a really, really big deal to hear of someone from New Zealand being quite prominent in the music industry. And we were too young for 
the first wave of Flying Nun and so forth. So all the bands we listened to were international. Mm. We didn't know of Kiwi artists. We didn't, you know, like if we did, they were, you know, it was people like Midge Marsden who had been around already, you know, like they might have had new material, but they'd been around. They were part of the sort of working days of the bands our parents checked out or just after that. Mm. You were a, a major label New Zealand recording star and... There didn't seem to be any. Then we found out that there were a few more, but not many. Yeah, there were just a handful. Yeah. I was very fortunate. Yeah. But, you know, I, I also think it was good to stick to my guns and do it the way I wanted to do it. So you're thrust into what, touring? No, I'm, you know what, I've hardly ever toured. Right, just playing shows. Yeah, I hardly ever play shows. <laughs> well, you... It's not because I didn't want to. Yeah. It's just I... I just didn't. Just didn't actually. This is. I think this is what it was. I don't actually ever thought it was real. Yeah. And you've heard of imposter syndrome. Yeah. I didn't actually think I was actually real. <laughs> I didn't think that this. I didn't even think that I was going to ever make it in a touring band situation. Did you think that the songwriting part was real? That you could I've you always, separate I've that? Always, yeah. I've I thought, always thought that um, that is. What you are and what I you do. do. Yeah. yeah, I like. I like. So you that. think that the songwriting version, the person who put together those songs, that's real. But then it's like stepping into a different outfit, a different life, to get up on stage and lead a band and put on a show. Yeah, and I, I don't know, I've never really hankered to be a pop star. I've never really, I don't really care about yeah. all those trappings. I don't. And I just want to make the stuff. I don't really want to. Didn't really want to. I don't want to be. Fa- I don't. Don't think I really ever wanted to be famous. I yeah. think it would have killed me yeah. if I had of because yeah. I was shy and I, yeah. I. I found the whole thing. And I used to like probably drink a lot to get the confidence yeah. to get up on stage. Um, so I just don't think I ever felt com- confident enough yeah. to do it. But it, you, you, you've got some live highlights and you did some big, big things. You, Big day out. Oh no, yeah. no, absolutely. When I'm when I'm doing it, I, I, I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, but also, yeah, like uh, what you're saying about not wanting to be a pop star. I was just sort of thinking about it. In that time, mm. um, that really was the goal, wasn't it? If not for you, then for the people behind you. Like, you couldn't just go on the um, road and play. I mean, the Grateful Dead could, but not many people could do no. bands like Wilco and stuff now, or well, so many bands now, mm. that's what they do. They're not trying to be pop stars. They're not trying to have hit records. That yeah, they just, play, they just want to make great music. They just want to make, make a living great, out of it. Yeah, yeah. So, and, um, and, they, and they get something chemically off playing live too, no mm. doubt. But, um, but back then it was very much about make this record a hit or, or capitalise on the fact that this record is a hit. Yeah, and, and, and our traditional music industry is about that. It's, yeah. it's about hits and how many you've sold. Yeah. And that's success. Yeah. Well, to me, in my mind, that's not success. Yeah. To me, in my mind, it's actually making a great record. Yeah. That's success to me. Yeah. Uh, look, it'd be great if I ever did have a big hit record. I'd, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd embrace it now. Yeah, sure. But um, it's not my main motivation, and it has been. My main motivation is to, to do the best job I can. So you, you mentioned being sort of pleased with those records. Um, proud of them, pleased yeah, they exist. Really, really Do you, you think they're good records? Yep. Yeah. And to, to this day, I think Tremble stands up. Yeah, I still. agree. Um, I think they both do, but maybe Tremble particularly. It's my sin 
um, the songs are good, yeah. but I think it's a bit overproduced in places yeah. because of the sound of that, you know, that was the sound in those yeah. days. Yeah. And obviously there's some sort of orchestration, orchestrational sort yeah. of sounds that weren't very sophisticated. Yeah. So I'd like, I would like to have been able to get in and get the real instruments playing. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, we didn't have the facility to do that at the time. Um, but I, you know, I'm really proud of that too. I think with, tri- with um, it's my son, there's still some tweaks I would like to do with songwriting. Yeah. But with Trimble, there's nothing I'll touch. I wouldn't touch it here on the head of that album. Yeah. Because it's perfect. Yeah. The way it is. Um, and so around this time, you um, get a couple of supporting gigs at Big Day Out, you're playing shows. You, you support Jeff Buckley, which I've heard you talk a little bit about before, but I wonder if we could talk about that because yep, that was he's, he's a pretty big deal to so people, people. To I, so many people. I yeah. guess because he died really young too. But he yeah. was just so, I mean, people just are so enamoured with him. Yes. That one album, yeah. right? Um, but you see, when he when he came the first time in Australia, no one even knew who he was. Mm. And my flatmate, Janet Dawes, uh, was we were living in Sydney, that, um, Melbourne, Sydney, Melbourne, uh, and she came in and said, um, "You've got to listen to this album, Jan. It's just amazing." And I had to listen to it. Um, went, "Oh my God, this is awesome!" Yeah. And then um, she said, "He's touring," and I said, "Oh, I'm try, shall I try and get the support?" Yeah. And I don't actually know how I got the support, but I think I got it through. Uh, contacts at Mushroom, but it was a Sony label artist. Yeah, of course. And I was, was on Warner yeah. Music, so mm. I don't actually know yeah, how I managed yeah. to swing it, but I got the gigs. Yeah. Because no one knew who he was and no one cared. Yeah. But by the time we we left Melbourne. And today, maybe that nice dynamic of a female voice opening for a male, you know, like rather than two. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if anyone probably in, thought yeah, that. I don't even know if it was part of either, but makes I just sense know that to me no now, one cared about him yeah, enough to actually yeah. go, please pick me, pick me. Yeah. And, um, and so, but, but by the time we got to Sydney, he was huge. And that was about a week. Yeah, wow. He just went from being pretty... I mean, it was a full... It was a, like a size of a, um, a, a, like the King's Arms. Yeah, the yeah, In yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. It was full. And, but by the time we got to Sydney, he was yeah. suddenly huge. He was like this, this yeah, god, and people tried to get to him all the time. Mm. And it was really weird, just... The first band session was just out the back, and we were just hanging out and practicing and talking, and as you do in backstage, yeah. and it's all very low key. Yeah. But by the time we got to Sydney, it was people knocking on the door trying to get in. It was wow. strange. Yeah. And um, I'd never seen anything like it, and I, I think that actually put the fear of God into me because I never yeah. wanted to feel that people wanted to yeah, yeah. get to me that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and what was he like? And you know, what was it like? Uh, seeing someone, apart from putting the, <laughs> the sort of fear into you that that could happen to anyone, how, how did, did you did you have any idea on how he was coping with that overnight? Um, oh, he used to laugh at his record label. He said, oh, I just, okay. he used to laugh at it. Yeah. He was just, he thought it was funny. He was amused by it all. Yeah. Because he said to me, I... I'm not that great, and I don't know why people are like this. Right. And I get what he meant by that. Yeah. Um, well, it's another version of what you were per- talking he's about. He's just a that person, imposter, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like a person, and he's yeah. nothing. You know, we're all just people. Yeah. Uh, but he just he wrote things that really connected to people's hearts, and then, but there's that thing about stardom. Like people just want to be near you and touch you and stuff, and it's like random because yeah. you just this person and. 
what does it mean? I've never wanted to meet someone. No, like neither. That bad, no, know? neither. Henry Rollins, um, when he was talking the other week, when you know, on a show here, he, he had a good yarn about meeting David Bowie, and he said, "I, I will not, you know, I'll not rush across the room." I can't remember how he said it, but he basically said, "I'm not going to rush across the room to meet someone because it's not that important." Yeah. In, in their life for them to meet me I'm nobody so I shouldn't bowl over and stick my hand out and go hey I know I you rah, rah, rah. and he goes but I was weighing up the decision when I saw David Bowie at a festival mm. you know I thought my god that guy's amazing I'd love to go over and say something to him yeah. and he has this great story that he's as he's weighing it up David Bowie walks over to him and goes, ah, you're Henry Rollins. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I read all the interviews that you do, I like, you yeah. know, I like, and, and so they had a, a great conversation. Yeah. But he, you know, that sort of star fucking mentality of, I need to get close to you because you've... Uh, that just I've, blows I've me away. I've never okay. understood that. I get people, no, me neither. I, I get people ask me, I mean, most of my interviews that I've done over the years for music are, are over the phone. Mm. I always get people ask me what was the person like, and then, which is fine, um, sometimes you have some interesting stories to say about people, but if you meet someone, they say, they sort of talk about it like, oh, so you're friends now, you know, what did you go off and do, mm. rah, 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 you know, will you talk to them again, can you give me their phone number, what, you know, this sort of stuff, and it's like, well, it's a job, I spoke to them, they probably didn't really care to do it we we got on okay or it was terrible or it was great it's just that it's the hierarchy of people I said I think everyone's important you know yeah, like, everyone's got their own everyone and everyone thinks their life is important yeah and more important than mine than, and more important than it actually <laughs> is for most no but it's you know that, and but I agree yes yeah, and so therefore I never put people below or above mm. me I just mm-hmm. think that we're all we're all trying to do the same thing and uh, yeah Get by best yeah. way we can. Yeah, which is one of one of the lines we're saying. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> so you open for Jeff, and that's pretty scary and pretty cool. Oh no, it wasn't. It was just really I mean, cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, you gave you gave you some thought. No, what long. was really cool about that is that you know when when I was doing my all my albums, you got to understand that it's they're all quite considered quite weird album. Oh, yeah. you know, Tremble like the Australians just it was completely over their head. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with it. So that, you know, if you saw my marketing campaign, it wasn't mm. that great. So that's when I decided to come home. But when I met him, he was, he, he talked about the music and he said that he was impressed by the songwriting. Yeah, right. Wow. That was music to my ears. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That was like the core moments. And he said when he comes back to, when he was coming back, he'd like me to do the tour with him there in New Zealand as well. Mm. But by the time he came back, he was so huge that yeah. there's no way I could get on that Australian tour again, but yeah. he did get me to play in Auckland. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool, and I got to see him that one yeah. last time. But but for me, it was good because it was about me as a musician. Yeah. And and I've always battled that. I just that's what I want to be talk. That's what I want to talk about. That's what I'm being known about. Yeah. Um, how people see me. But I've always had to battle the um, you know, the female and yeah. the looks thing. Yeah. Just drives me nuts. Yeah. It always has. Yeah. And if you, I've got all these uh, photos from Sydney, yeah. you know, and they're trying to get me to dress in sexy clothes. And, you know, they're really, really bleak. I've got stylist and a photographer got really pissed off with me, but I'm sitting there. So what's your response, what was your response to that at the time, apart from a sort of... Well, I knew what was cool, mm-hmm. and, and dressing sexy was not cool. Yeah. 
you know, it was the grunge era. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I said, nah, and I, and I called, got Shul Vullerman and Zambezi and cool, cool clothes. Yeah. And um, I told them this is how I want to look. Mm. I know I probably could have made it better myself. <laughs> I could have played the game a bit better, yeah. mm. but um, good on you for not though. But I, don't, I didn't want to. I, yeah. said, I don't think I wanted it that much. Yeah. I, if I had wanted it that much, I probably would have done some. I could have played played Play, it a bit played better. Played yeah. oh, Good on you for not because it's it's a sad. I mean, it's still going on, isn't it? Of course, no, but absolutely. it's worse than ever. And 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 the most mainstream version of the pop market and so oh, forth but it's just it's disturbing yeah yeah <laughs> you yeah. know and it is I yeah. find it disturbing absolutely um so what happens after this sometime around the uh, sometime shortly after this where we're talking now in the mid to late 90s you start to withdraw from Music in some way. Well, I, I was in. You get into Temple acting. was coming up. No, I, did, I never got. <laughs> you get into acting. I got asked. You, to make, you do a but I was things. crap. I yeah. was really crap. But um, Temple came out. I was getting five star reviews. Yeah. And I quit. And yeah. I never toured it. Yeah. I did one, one little tour of New Zealand, and I quit. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it anymore. Conscious decision. I'm out. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't explain it. But I just. I knew it was a really good album. Yeah. But I just wanted to come home. I don't know what I, I don't know what the hell I was doing actually. Yeah. If I had to be more confident, I think in, in me the person, I think yeah. I could have done it, but I yeah. just I just didn't have the I didn't have the goal in place. I didn't know yeah. where I was going. Yeah. I was always just wandering around. So I came home and thought, oh I just wanna I don't wanna be I don't wanna be poor anymore. I mean yeah, I was living on nothing yeah, for yeah. a long, long time and working, packing records you know, I did everything I could to survive, and it was really hard work. And I just felt like I was always living on nothing, mm. and I just went, no, oh, I'm, th- I'm 30. And somewhere in there, amongst some people, there's the perception, oh, she's released a couple of records, she must be... You know, I've, you know what, I've actually never really made any attention about them. It's always been because I've worked. But, you know, people yeah. still had, well, particularly then, people had that idea, didn't they? Oh, she's had a couple of records and, yeah. and done this and that, you, yeah. can, you know? She must be rolling in it. She must be fine. Yeah, that's because artists in the 70s... I get, you know. pe- I get people telling me I'm lucky to have my job. And it's kind of like, what fucking job? What job was that? <laughs> what fucking job? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that's quite interesting, people's perceptions. But mm. um, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I chose I yeah. chose to try another road for a while. Yeah, all. yeah. And, and, and I, I wasn't besotted by the music industry. Yeah, you know? yeah. I've never been besotted. Did you have this conversation with yourself... At that point, or at any point afterwards, where you go, well, I can still be a songwriter, or I still am a songwriter, because being a songwriter... I've never not been a songwriter. No, exactly. Ever. So being a songwriter doesn't require... It doesn't require the, the industry. It doesn't require, that's no, right, turning down no. particular dresses to wear and... No, um, no. You know, fucking off stylists and yeah. turning up for sound checks. That's nothing to do with being a songwriter. That's a byproduct yeah. of it extracted. So... Did you? But did you have that in mind? I am a songwriter. Or I've did always. You... I, I can't. I have this internal thing going on in my head. Okay. All the time. So you and never. I cannot. You never got. Stop you never got disillusioned to the point where you went. I'm not any sort of musician at all. Well, no, because that would be denying who I who, am. Who you are? Yeah. Bog, but the bottom line is, I'm inherently. Yeah. 
a songwriter. That's what I was born to do. Mm. And, and as I get older, I actually realise, yes, that was what I was born and to do. And we know that in some sense too from, um, if we did it, um, from the Lost Songs yeah. album, which I guess is what that was about, like filling in yeah, that gap. Yeah. yeah, from what, 1990 to 2010 yeah. or so? Well, actually, well, they, up until you know, they, were, they were actually also between It's My Son and Tremble. Yes. Uh, but they were rock songs, yeah. and I didn't want to be known it as a rock chick. Yeah. No, I've got this real thing about being known as a female rock chick. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. I didn't want to be known as the leather and bloody Isn't it female no, rock it's chick. It's an awful term, too. Oh, no, and I hated it. Rock got, chicks. You know, I was frightened of that label. Yeah, yeah. That, that scared me to death. Yeah. So um, I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to do any rock. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not a, but they're they're not rock. They're rock songs, but they're actually a little bit different. Mm. They're slightly tweaked. They, I sing about weird things. Yeah, you know, they're not quite rock. But um, no, I just put them. To so side. you do do some acting though. You're on Shortland Street. You're on oh, yeah, I, Zena. Yeah. You, I, I, what I, else? That's it. Those are the main things you do. Act. No, I just got called up to you know to audition, but yeah. because of my shyness. Yeah. And so did you audition for other things I outside was, of that? I was so yeah. shy I couldn't remember lines. I was hopeless. Yeah. And I'm okay about that. Yeah. I accept that. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that's all part of the journey and part of the experience. You did it. Yeah. You had a go at it. I might be better yeah. at it now, actually. Yeah. Now I'm a lot more confident in yeah. myself. But I yeah. think, uh, yeah, in those days I was shocked. But you don't have a burning desire to go and finish that work <laughs> you know I, oh, I no, actually no, am an just actor a, I was just testing yeah. and I got paid for it it was yeah. like you know I was, I was job. working it's in different things and it was another job and I thought oh yeah okay I'll do that if I get good, paid good for money it. for a few days work here and there yeah um, yeah. yeah absolutely and then what's what happens that gets you into more substantial work more substantial day job work that has you... I decided I wanted a career change and I wanted to get into marketing and advertising yeah. and sales. Yeah. So I decided I, I went out to find out how to do that. And I did it. <laughs> you went out to find out how to do it by doing what? Talking to people? Talk, doing... I usually talk to people. Yep. And I read about people that have done what I want to do. Yeah. And I, I ring people that have done it. I don't ask them for a job, but I ask them how they did and it. So all of this takes an ex- an extraordinary confidence that some people who might be more extroverted on the, on a stage or whatever don't have the confidence to do that. I was desperate, so I the desperation so you made. I wrote a list. The desperation developed. I, I, I rung that. Developed list. that confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and again, so it's that going back to that first initial mm. rejection of songs or you know people being quite hard on them. Mm. Um, that actually made me realise that you know the only person that's going to get me anywhere. Is going to be me, so I've got to go and do it. No one's going to ask. No one's going to come in and knock on my door mm. and say, "Gee, Jen, I know you want to, you know, come and work for me." I had to go and do it, and it's not my. It wasn't in my na- nature at that point to do it, but I did it because I was desperate. Yeah. To make, I thought I was such a loser. I, I, no, I kid you not. I felt like such a loser that I just wanted to do something with my life that I felt really yeah. um, was going to take me somewhere. You know, and, and I had kids. I had to figure out how to, yeah. you know. I had a partner um, who's, you know, yeah. their dad as well. But I just, I didn't, I wanted to do something other yeah, than yeah. just wallow in the suburbs. I called it suburban purgatory. Yeah, yeah. So when do you start, 
when does the songwriter in you that is you um, start telling you these songs need to get out? Well, that was out of I, the house. This is really because, like I said, I've always had, I've always got songs kicking mm. around. Mm. There's always a song kicking around, but I. Um, I was at Juice TV. I was their sales and marketing manager, and we were, there were all these albums coming out. Now, you know, I'm I'm geriatric, right? <laughs> you know, in Juice, because everyone's sure. it's a youth market, our sure. pop world. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be harder now to put out a, 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 a songs at my age than it would be if I was 16. Yeah. Do you know? Like yeah, it's yeah. actually easier. Yeah. If you're young. Yeah. Easier. Of course. So for a woman who hits 30, she's geriatric. And that's that. Um, but I, I don't accept that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to accept that. And I, you know, in fact, you're probably one of the only media stores that actually bothered to even look at my career because when I put out that album, mm. or grown up, mm. most, most, you know, most of the media wouldn't even look at it. Really? Most, most of the guys wouldn't look really? at it. Really? No. Wow. Um, but then, but then. Um, I actually think maybe it was even potentially the fact that you looked at it yeah. might have actually made other people look at it because I think maybe they wouldn't have. Um, wow, okay. Yeah, no, I was, you know, washed yeah. up, has yeah. been, over 30, yeah. woman, gone. Yeah. So I was working at Juice TV and I was, you know, listening to some of the albums that were coming out, not just locally, but internationally, going, man, mm. I so got some good songs, yeah, you know, yeah. they need to be heard. And I'm sure the audience is there. Yeah. It's just not a youth audience, and they're not catered for. Mm. And so, um, but then I thought, oh, how ever am I going to get that made? Because yeah. you know, I've got kids and paying rent and food and, you know, don't have anything for an album. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was a bit of a pipe dream, but I wrote it down. See, when I write things down, it happens. Yep. And, um, and then, yeah, I... It was quite an amazing thing that happened after that. But I you know, got funding for it. Um, but I didn't get it from the music industry and I didn't get it from New Zealand on air. I didn't get it from any of those places because mm. those places are out of bounds for older artists. When you say you didn't get it, did you try and find no, out? Or you just knew? Didn't you didn't get the satisfaction because you knew? No, I didn't. No, it wasn't even that. I just didn't even bother. Yeah. Just, it's, it's never been open for me. Yeah. I've never, ever, ever gone down those avenues because um, I think once I applied to Creative New Zealand for something in my hour of desperation, and I remember they said, no, we didn't think your songs were good enough or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, remember, I can't <laughs> yeah. remember. It was just one of those. Yeah. And then, again, it's a Bruce Russell moment. We, it's like, well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll they, be back. What they mean is... I'll they, be around longer than you guys will have what, your jobs. What they mean is they, they got eight people together in a room that... Yeah. Um, that are all intent on plugging their best friend's band yes, camp page. Yes, yes. And they fed them bagels and drinks and asked them what they thought of songs and 30-second snippets. Yep. And they said, nah. Well, yeah, it was you a little know. bit different to what it's like now, but all I, all I remember was saying, I am not... Not that I've ever been on that panel, and I never worked. I'd, they, <laughs> they did ask once. Yep. They, did, they did ask once, which yep. was surprising to me, but they, well... I got a half offer. I sort of got a, would you ever consider it? And I said, probably not. Oh, yeah. But but, but I was able to say, look, I'm, I, I, I have a son I look after. I'm not making alternate plans for him so I can fly to Auckland to listen to, you know, to, listen to a bunch of shit music. I listen to heaps of shit music comes into my fucking letterbox. I don't need to... 
it wasn't so much that I was really anti what they do and how they do it, but yeah. there was a little bit of that. Look, we do need that. Okay? Oh, sure, sure. Without a doubt, we sure. wouldn't have anything Something, going yeah. on if we didn't. But for me personally, yeah, yeah. it's never been, I have never wanted to go down that road yeah. because, because um, it, in, earlier on in my career, it wasn't, it wasn't there, it wasn't even there as I think an option. But as I got older, I, I, had, I got burned a couple of times mm. by, you know, and I thought, no, you know what? I'm not going to need you people. Yeah. I don't want to need anybody. I'm going to go and make this. I don't need you. Yeah. And I've always had that sort of attitude. And when I think about who, you know, when I was growing up, who did get all the funding yeah. and who did get all the you know, favourites. There's always favourites in the industry, right? And I didn't ever. I'm still going. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. Yeah. My career. Yeah. I'm still going. And I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to go for as long as I can go. So I'll be releasing albums when I'm 80, 90, yeah. 120. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to need anyone to do that. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And that's a real freedom. And 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 when, when people are disappointed... But it's, real, but it's a real hard-fought freedom, isn't it? Yeah, but... You know, but, but take, it, it, it's that thing, we've been, it's everything we've been talking about, getting told to get the fuck off stage halfway through a gig with Cassandra's ears. You yeah. know, it's, it's all of those experiences. Yeah, and um, I'm grateful now. Yeah. I'm so grateful for the rejections, and I'm yeah. so grateful for those... Uh, Bruce Russell's put down. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I love yeah. him to yeah. bits, so I should write him a thank you card. So um, I'm grateful, and, yeah. I, and, I, and to this day... Uh, I would always prefer yeah. to do it on my own terms. So, all grown up for a special album, and oh, I think that, I think it's pretty special. Yeah, there's a lot of heart in that album, and there's you know a lot what? of good ideas in it too. Like, um, oh, it's it, it's I was listening to it <clears throat> relatively recently, and I hadn't played it for a while, and I thought, um, you know, it it um, obviously it's quite a long time after the first two records, but you can spot. You know the resemblance. You can spot the connection. I have a there is, there's the signature. There's that. But there's is. also yeah. there's also some types of songs and some arrangements and some playing that was in production that's clearly not on those other records. So it isn't trying to it isn't trying to line itself up as the third volume of anything. It's just it's a it is a whole new set of songs treated accordingly. Yeah, it's an yeah. album of. Yeah. It's a de- development, but but as you grow, what you sing about changes as yeah. well. Yeah, you know, it really does. And I imagine there are some things that uh, I mean, you need to go. But you know, I always point to that song in the middle of that record. He's gone, and you wouldn't have been able to write that song on those first two records. No, and you certainly wouldn't have been able to perform it to sing it. You know, but you no. wouldn't have even been able to write it experience-wise. Yeah, because since since my you know my younger days. There's been a lot of things happen. Yeah. And life can is inherently very hard. Yeah. And, you know, for everyone, not just, you know, not, you know I've had disappointments and yeah. things, but I'm sure everybody has the same thing. Yeah. And that's why one of those new songs I've got, you know, no one cares about my troubles. Yeah. They've got enough of their own. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, and so that's, you know, my, my all my new themes, are, you know, coming through these incredible journeys out the other side. Uh, it's not, I don't care about, you know, singing love songs about young men that might break my heart. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. Whatever happened was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah. And I'm grateful for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, it's just different. It's, 
So when do you, when does music publishing become something that you become oh aware God. of? Because oh my God, this be, is because yeah. musicians aren't as aware of it, or I guess I guess many are now because of no, things you're still doing not. and, and because still not, still they not, but be. compared they, to they should be, they should be. So when does it become a thing for you? Well, I. Uh, after I finished at Juice, I did yep. a stint at um, taxrefunds.co.nz mm-hmm. and really enjoyed that. It was a really fascinating ride. Um, and I thought, oh, you know what? I actually really like the music. M- music. Yeah. And I wonder if there's any way I can tra- translate these skills and take them back into the industry. And then I had a look at what jobs were available. And oh my God, it was so yeah. depressing. I thought, oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, I discovered this thing called music publishing, which I didn't even know about, even yeah. though I published. I was published. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't actually know what it meant. Yeah. All I knew was I got an advance, and I had to pay a publisher a certain amount of money, but I didn't actually know what they did. Yeah. Well, I figured out once I became a publisher, now I know what a publisher should do and what they are supposed to do. Mm. And um, it was a job for me. I should have been doing it for years. I should have done it years ago. It's my perfect Career job. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I've always worked to, to pay for my music, okay? Music's never paid for my, my way. Yeah. Uh, so I've always had a job. Yeah. I've never not had a job. I've, I've hardly had any holidays. I've never even gone to a resort. That's, that's my life. It's yeah, just been yeah. working yeah. to pay for music. My idea of a holiday is going to the studio. I love the studio. Yeah. Um, much to my family's chagrin. <laughs> but um, if I had a choice between going to, you know, a resort... Yeah. Skiing or something? Yeah, yeah. Studio. Yeah. Studio, studio. It's always yeah. studio. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I figured out a way to you can't make take, a living. You can't take your kids into the studio, which is why it's such a holiday. No, Go to a resort, you've got to take your bloody yeah, kids with you. I don't know, do I? Um, yeah, but I just love it. So, if I, you know, if I could make, uh, make a living out of mm, helping people mm, get their songs on the so, songs, so it's one of the biggest joys ever. So when and, when and how does this become viable for you, though? Like, when do you go... You, you, you want to get into the music industry, translate, transfer some of your skills to that. Obviously, that's tied to some connection to you thinking about making music again, making music for consumption again. Um... Well, because after All Growing Up, was, I mean, All Growing Up's a great album and it got five-star reviews and it, mm. you know, sold okay. Mm. You know, it's, it's all, it did all, did all right. Um, but again, I don't I don't care about being a pop star. I yeah. can't explain it. I just, you didn't tour it. You no, did I never two took, shows. I mean, I did well, you played Wellington. Played you Wellington. did a North Island tour of... Played Auckland. North Island tour of two shows. <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> yep. But they were, well, I only saw one of them. It was a good show. It was with a full band. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my band's amazing. Yeah. Um, what's going, when are you going to play, Jan? Yeah. But, uh, but it's, see, again, you know, I don't, I don't know, what, what could I do? I couldn't just uproot and tour and leave my kids. Mm. We were still quite young at that point. Mm. So I thought, oh, well, I'll just put that out. And, because the thing for me is getting over that thing, I'm too old to do it. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. That, I battled that from the age of thirty onwards. I'm too old because of the all the imaging and all yeah. the stuff that I have to put up with in the media all the time about yeah. women and how they're past use by date. And I and granted, I would find my male peers would have the same issue. Except if you look at my male peers and how people talk about them, it's a little bit different. You know. Yeah. It, they they automatically get the status of elder know, statesman, rock god. Yeah. I, you I know, veteran. I don't think or, I've ever had that. 
I've got to keep working. But it's a bit like I haven't made my name yet, you know. Isn't it set up from the like um, bachelor spinster, you know, stud slut, like all this awful shit that is so negative towards one gender and so rather pointlessly affirming towards the other? Yeah, you know. So, so yeah, I've had to battle a few of those demons, but again, it is what it is. Yeah. So I'll work with what I've got. Yeah. It's not perfect. Yeah. But I'm determined to keep going as well. Yeah. And be acknowledged in the same way as my contemporaries. Um, and to do that, I just have to keep going and doing as the best work I possibly can. Yeah. Um, so that's the plan. So, tell me a bit about your day-to-day work now with the with the day job, right. which is. And, and and what you're trying to achieve beyond well, um, a paycheck. Because well, that's part of everyone's work. Well, yeah, everyone, you know. everyone's looking for a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I get up in the morning. Okay, this is my day. Yeah. I get up in the morning, go after my kids, go to work, cook for the kids, go, go to bed. I, I love work. Mm. I love it. I love my job and I love my family. You had a new song that you debuted um, that you said was about the grind mm. and how you've come to really, you love the grind. I love the grind, yeah. yeah. Because the grind used to get me down. It used to be so hard. But now because of, you know, you know, get a job you love and you never work a day in your life, that's how I feel about life right now. Yeah. I, my job is to help my peers, yeah. my, my fellow musos, get their songs onto projects. Yep. So I get to ring them and say, guess what, I've got your, one of your songs onto something and you're going to get paid for it. Yeah. You have no idea how good that makes me feel. Yeah, yeah, and them. <laughs> I don't know about them, but I'm really happy about it. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love it, and I know how good the stuff is that I work with. Yeah. I have got an amazing music on my catalogue, and I know it's really good. And no one's heard of it before. You probably haven't heard of most of these guys. Yeah. And and I'm pretty sure I can do something with it. I think I've got a good product, and I'm a really good salesman. <laughs> so Wendy, Wendy, and Wendy find time within this grind to get to the resort that is the studio. To, well, I haven't, have I? <laughs> to do these, to, exactly. to, to turn these um, now um, debuted songs. Yeah, well, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Uh, I just have to write it down. Yep. I have to write it down. Put it on the list. And it'll, it'll happen. And then it'll get ticked off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's the... How many more songs do you need? And how have you got them oh, all? I've actually got enough. You have I've got, got enough? I've got enough material. It just depends, because when I go into the studio, it's sort of like, you know, the last hurrah before we go into yeah. the studio. Yeah, I actually write a couple of just about there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it could be that I actually do some of the stuff, material, old stuff, and reversion it for yeah. today. Yeah, Potentially, because I've actually got lots and lots of material. Um, or... I have new stuff, but it will be an album. It will be an album, yeah, and yeah. it will make it'll be a coherent album. There won't be any singles, and there won't be anything friendly for the radio. You still believe in the um, <laughs> you still believe in the album format. You don't I think it's dead, and you no. don't think that you should be should be doing something else, doing away with it. Well, I don't care. Yeah, I, I want to do choice. an al- yeah, I want yeah. to do an album. Yeah, 
not here to... Yeah, yeah. I've done a couple of singles. I did them yeah. over the last few years. Yeah. I've had really fun doing those. Yeah. But no, this is an, a body of work. This is yeah. a body of work that I think is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. And what's your advice for... Um, you work with some young people that are in the industry or trying to be in the industry and, and, and that, but what, what's, what's your advice for people that are, I guess, not just going and playing songs in pubs and that, that that's what they care about, but that are trying to set themselves up as some sort of songwriter. How do you put across to them how important things like publishing and ownership and understanding rights and Well, I actually, are. yeah, I, I, I go out and do talks about it. I yeah. do try and, I try and get people to understand it because our industry is based on copyright, okay? That's yeah. how it exists. And if you don't understand the basic principles of music copyright, then you don't actually know your own rights. And it's very easy for someone to come and take those rights and use them to their own, own advantage. And, an example of this is I heard about this writer who um, released something and he emailed me to say that um, someone he had worked with had registered his songs to his own name wow. and took his songs. Just that simply? That simply. And they fell out. Mm. But he's never been able to figure out what to do about it and um, I just find that really tragic. And that is an example of the music industry. Yeah. So that's why musicians, the people that make the songs, have to get it together and learn about their craft and their right and what they've actually made. Because they make the stuff. Yeah. Everybody else seems to be making money out of their stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The musicians seem to be the last ones always yeah. that actually do well out of their own things. Yeah. And so an issue of totally huge yeah unless you're one of the lords of the brooms yeah 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 and you're everybody else which is quite a lot of us um you've got to get savvy you have to get smart and you have to you know you have to learn about your industry and why it exists in the first place yeah and I you know it upsets me how many people get taken for a ride so I don't want to Encourage a situation where your phone never stops ringing. But, no, um, please don't. T- but, t- t- give out my phone number. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I could do that. Um, but, yeah, yeah. But, 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 um, <laughs> give out my phone number. Say you'll give out my phone number at the end of the interview yeah. so that everyone has to listen. Listen. Or, yeah, or not yeah. quite I'll put at the end. In, I'll put that in not the intro. Not quite at the end. Say yeah. it's somewhere. I'll put in the intro. The I'll end. put in the intro. But you have to listen. Keep, keep listening for the. No, but, um, <laughs> uh, well, how do people. What's their first stop for, for learning, you know? And obviously there's a whole lot of information well, on the internet, but that means there's a whole lot of misinformation too. Yeah, well, I think a good place to start would be the New Zealand Music Commission. Okay. They have some good things on that internet. Okay. And uh, they can maybe ring the Music Commission, Yeah. okay, yeah. and then ask them. Yeah. And then if the Music Commission doesn't know, then they should find out because yeah. it's not my job. To, yeah. to, to actually put all that online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I will, wherever I can, um, uh, give talks. Yeah. Uh, wherever I can. Um, but, I, you know, obviously I've got businesses to run and I can't actually save everybody, but I just, I'm just saying to people, find out. Yeah. You know, um, 
do the do the homework. Do some research yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. Find because out. isn't it funny that people will spend, um, you know, days, hours, months choosing a guitar or a keyboard mm. or whatever, you know, software. They're testing the right stuff to help them make the music, but not this, which is equally part of the well, nuts well, and bolts. It's a business. Yeah. It's business. Yeah. It's not It's not an art form. It's actually business. Yeah. And um, if you are good at what you do, you know all about your business. I mean, I, 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 that's how I see it anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I think it's an art form in the sense it comes from a pure, very pure place. Yeah. Most of the time people do it, you know, from a because they want to create something really special. Yeah. But our, it exists because of the fact that it's a business. Yeah. And you don't, you, don't, you don't get into things if you don't know about them. You don't become a doctor without finding out how to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't be a musician without finding out what it actually is that we what do. What it requires, yeah. We are actually trying to make a living out of... Music. Unless you're not trying to make a living out of music, you know, that's fine if you're just doing oh, if you No, well, that's fine, absolutely yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. But you but still should. I mean, imagine, imagine if you get your song ripped off by somebody yeah, yeah. and you don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Um, when there are things that our forefathers, our musical forefathers, put in place some pretty stringent worldwide laws that yeah. protect our rights. Yeah. And uh, we should be very thankful that they're French. Um, <laughs> what do you, what do you, how closely do you watch some of these rather worrying, um, uh, court cases around like the Marvin Gaye stuff and the Led Zeppelin and yeah, those sorts okay. of precedents. How I I I have a bit. I, I worry a little bit. I yeah. mean, personally, you know, you can actually uh, duplicate chord chord progressions yeah. quite easily. Yeah. Um, and, the, and some of the whole songs, you know, if you, you sing a song that is actually going to rip off the incomplete all the lyrics and the whole feeling of it. That's you know, that's. But the that's, ju- that's passing off. The judgments could have easily been reversed, I think, in those cases. I mean, the, 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 the blurred lines is just a groove. And yeah, I, I, that, one, Zip- that one disturbed me. Yeah. The Led Zeppelin, I thought, was fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that, uh, yeah. those triply type yeah, things yeah, 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 and yeah. other things. Sure. And I've heard lots of classical songs in modern songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's fine. Cacabelle's canon is everywhere. And I also think... Musos have got to actually start standing up and saying, "Well, hey, come on, mm. that was uh, obviously yes, influenced by, but yes, uh, it's I'm a gonna let it go. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually I'm doing okay." Yeah. Um, but the thing is, the key is if you ha- if you are influenced to the point that it's recognisable, mm. then you should go and ask permission to the writer, if you know. Yeah. But um, I don't think. I think it really. I think it's a real. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's just such a huge conversation. It, yeah, you yeah. Know, it take hours, but, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's gonna get crazier. Yeah. It's gonna get crazier, as the record industry makes less money. Litigation is a very good place yes, to start. Yes, to yeah, you know? yeah, of course. And isn't that sad? Yeah, well, it's, it shows, the evil side of the business side of it, doesn't it? That that's, the, that well, that's what that's always been about. Any business where there's a lot of money, yeah. which there is a lot of money in the yeah. music industry, is always going to have a seedier side. Yeah. Of course. Um, but the, the area that I work in is a bunch of artisans. Yeah. We, we, we're not even operating in that area. Yeah, yeah. And we get, it gets confused because all the media is about that's yes. you know, the other side. All we're trying to do is sort of create music and make a bit of a living out of it. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah. um, 
brighten the world a little bit. Oh, we musicians have a job like everybody else. Mm. We've been around for centuries, you yeah, know. Yeah. It was it, like musicians actually have a really valuable and important job to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any of our forefathers thought that suddenly it would make a hell of a lot of money, like it did. You know, like the '60s, '70s, '50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when the, when you know, you could buy tangible things like yeah, vinyl. Yeah. I don't think they even understood that's how big it was going to be. Well, I always think of this Neil Young comment that he made on a Rolling Stone documentary years ago, where he says they talk about Woodstock and how they jammed the the freeway. You know, people jammed the freeway trying to get to Woodstock. So far. Um, surpassed people's expectations of how busy it was going to be. Obviously, yeah. you know, obviously they, they made no money and everyone jumped the fence and all this sort of stuff. But there was a front page photograph like of a helicopter looking down on the traffic jam, and Neil Young sort of succinctly says, "Well, the same people that read the front page of the newspaper read the Wall Street Times, mm. and, and, and they look and they go, oh, look at that market.'" And, you know, like, mm. that's sort of how modern rock and roll as, a, as an industry was created, was the, Absolutely. the bean counters seeing, you know... The promise. The promise of, wow, if that many people... Mm-hmm. And which is all they ever do, right, with, with any trend or, you know... But, through, see, I... Through I fashion and arts, look at that. F- they haven't forgotten their future strategy. Yeah. They, the, you know, the, the value started going down. Yes. And rather than think, right, how are we going to create new audiences... You know, and build our um, build our business in the future. They've yeah. just let let the whole thing sl- slide. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's sort of come up with a you know a new business strategy that's worth while for everybody except the big players. Yeah, yeah. At all. And and um, I, I watched it when I was packing records, you know, and the sale bins, you know, just let's pump it out and get yeah, it out yeah. and sold as fast as possible. Yeah. But the development of the artists, which is what original record companies used to do, and they were quite cool at it, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's gone. Well, you there's can, no development now. There's a sell, 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 and if you don't sell, you're out. You couldn't have, um, you know, it was like, there are people that did quite good work, but it didn't get recognised until after they did their, you know, breakthrough. With any of these, any of those big name, these people well, were mourning now, like years, Bowie, it takes years Elton to actually John, get good at what you're doing. and then you know the people that yeah. still around like Elton John, yeah. Neil Young. Yeah. The first two or three records, I mean, you couldn't have an Elton John today. His first two records are of no interest to anyone, so he'd just be gone. Yeah, you know? so you actually have to, you have to give them a bit of time. But you see, it's not about, I don't think it's about that anymore. At the moment, it's about sales. Yeah. And so if you look at all the news articles, it's like, so-and-so is making so of billions and blah, blah, billions and millions and yeah. Spotify this and da-da-da, Apple that, da-da-da-da-da. It's never about, it's never about the artist no. who's making the stuff. No. It's really interesting. So, yeah, I find that all a bit, um, you know, interesting, but it's not, it's not my reality. It's got nothing to do with me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make me. I'm going to be making records and music. I mean, albums for longer than whoever's working in those <laughs> industries right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You sure of that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
Um, may not be making as much money as they are, might be their pockets, <laughs> but I'll still be making good music. Yeah, but that's what you got to do it for in the first place. Yeah, was, so, so. so I win. <laughs> <laughs>